Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey, Yins, what's going on? It's Steve and Matt. We're back with uh, another edition of Bold Sports, episode Hello. 11. So, Matt, how's your sports week? Well, this this week, uh, nothing really great has happened yet, because it's, uh, it's Tuesday. Um, but the weekend was kind of extended. Steeler game on Thursday. Yeah. Um, so that, that, that started things on a good note. Um, enjoyed that. Didn't didn't enjoy the pit game. No. Of, of the basketball or football varieties. No. Um, yeah. That's about all I have to say. Well, we'll start where we usually do, where we'll recap last week's pits picks. So, Matt, you uh, won this week with nine and five, and I was at eight and six. Overall, you're ninety eight and sixty one, and I'm ninety seven and sixty two. We're so close, right? I think I think it's indicative of how um, how mediocre most of the teams are. There's a lot of mediocre NFL teams this year. And if you just pick like the mediocre teams half the time, you end up being right half the time. Right. I mean, like, uh, let's see, yeah, the Lions and Bears. You won on the Lions. I had the Bears on that one. Uh, Ravens and Packers. I mean, they're two real mediocre teams, and the Ravens showed up. Mediocre to bad, I would say. Well, the Packers. Record does not reflect their play because they only lost Aaron Rodgers two weeks ago. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm just trying to downplay the Packers in general. Because and anybody who plays the Browns is going to win. So far, <laughs> so far, yeah, can't you know? They're, they're own t- Did you see? So, fancy football this week really, really tweaked me because of one bad decision. I lost. So if. I would have started Richard Matthews on Thursday night against the Steelers. He scored 22 and a half fancy points. I would have won. Mm-hmm. But instead, I sat him and started A.J. Green, Michael Crabtree, Tyree Kill, and Nelson Aguilar. Okay. Aguilar had less than a point. Oh. And then, so, my fancy game... Now, the guy I played... Thursday night was rough for me. He had Roethlisberger, Lev Bell, and the Steelers' defense. So Ooh, needless yeah. to say, I started going into Sunday 75 points in the hole. But he burned three of his players. So I was sitting there trying to figure out. And then I watched other people in my league started AB, and AB had like a 42-point fantasy game. It was Man. awesome. It was ridiculous. We need to see more of that from AB on the regular and I don't think I have to play anybody that has him in fantasy the rest of the year. Yeah, I don't even care about fantasy. If he's going to do that, I'll be happy. I'll be happy to watch it. If if my fantasy opponent starts ten Antonio Browns one week and he has a week like he had Thursday night against the Colts, like I'd be just happy to watch it. Yes, um, completely. What did you think about the um, the sky cam? Um. Really, really hard to get used to. Kind of annoying. Um, I know they had to do it uh, on that Thursday night game in New England, the New England uh, um, Falcons game, 
because the fog was up there, so the only camera angle they could get was the sky cam mm-hmm. to be right on the field level because the fog was so thick up there. And we've seen that several times in New England where the fog, fog was – the Steelers played in one of those games up in New England. Yeah. The fog was so thick. Um, I uh, personally didn't like it. It, it. it would take a lot to get used to. Uh, I watched the Pittsburgh dad clip, <laughs> and, you know, he was like – I can't tell if Antonio Brown just went three yards or thirty yards. You know? That's that's you know that's not just Pittsburgh dad. I know. Um, like a lot of, a lot of people felt that way. I felt that way. My biggest thing because I was watching the game, you know, while I'm working, so I'm kind of passively watching it. And you know, you you get good at like you know seeing when a big play is happening, like out of the corner of your eye. Right. And I kept every time I saw like a, a long play down the field or like that that play where Brown caught the ball against his helmet. I mean, every time I saw something, I thought it was a replay. Yeah. Because it was from the replay angle, basically. Um, so I'm not against it. Like I'd have to watch a whole game, you know, like start to finish to to have a better sense of like you know how it works as a you know like an entire like viewing experience. Because to me, I just I just felt like I was seeing highlights all night. And it partly had to do with the Steelers being, you know, pretty good. Well, the Steelers, that that whole game was like a highlight reel. And we'll get into that. Um, But, yeah, fantasy for me this week, if I would have started Rashard Matthews over Aguilar, I would have won. Yeah. On a triumphant comeback being 75 points down going into Sunday. Wow. I mean... But it's... Okay, so my... I have Jacksonville Jaguars in my defense. Mm -hmm. They played Cleveland. They put up 25 points. It's not bad. Now, here's the thing. For a defense to throw up that many points is a lot. But Jacksonville this year has had three games that were over 25 and, like, three games that were above 20. And then the rest were, like, around, like, 12. Where, like, a normal defense puts up, on average in fantasy, between 8 and 10 points. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's defense is just out of their mind this year in fantasy. Like it's ridiculous. Well, I mean the way I ha- the way a fantasy defense is scored is is based on a lot of like impact plays, like turnovers. Oh yeah, turn um, turnovers, uh, defense scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Um, f- uh, fumble recoveries, interceptions, the whole um, sacks. How I many you get a point for every sack? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and if so. you give up a few points here and there, it. it I don't know. You lose your bonuses for keeping the score low pretty fast in my in my experience. Like you get you get bonus for like a shutout, but if you even give up like a touchdown, you know, it doesn't really reward you that much for like no. points allowed or yardage allowed. It's it's you lose more points if you give up like more than 30 plays, and you know? stuff like that. So you you could like, you know, give up a ton of passing yards, but just like have like five interceptions and a couple sacks and you know, have a really good fantasy defense, and that's that's what the Steelers have been recently, and that's why I'm riding them into my uh, into Steelers my defense put up 16 points this week. Yeah, in fantasy. Yeah, I, I had them. I still lost. Um, I just want to apologize to my league. Uh, we we have a divisions format in my league, and I'm I'm in third in my division. Um, so that would put me in a playoff spot. However, if I were in the other division, I'd be last because I'm four and seven. And I'm just doing my damnedest to back into a playoff spot that I don't deserve. I have a, div- I'm in a division league as well, and we have where I'm right now. I think in fourth, which will put me in a playoff spot. But I also need to like maintain and 
to guarantee my playoff spot, I need to win. And, I, and I'm five and six right now, or mm. or I'm how many games do we have? I might be five and five. I'm four and seven, so you, it's got to be some version of eleven. Uh, then I'm point. five and six. Yeah. Well, hey man, you'd you'd be in the playoffs if you were in my league. <laughs> well, I I could be in the playoffs in my league in my division. And and in on my league we have one person that's amazing and one person that's like horrible and everybody else falls in the middle. Yeah. And it and it can flip flop either way every week. It's ridiculous. Well good news is bye weeks are over. Yeah. Bye weeks are over. Uh so that's so that uh everything's competitive now. And in fantasy football there's two weeks left the regular season mm-hmm. of fantasy football. So. And there's a lot of teams that can still get into the playoffs. The the wild card race right now is full of a bunch of mediocre teams just oh. kind of like fantasy yeah and it is you know that that's good for fantasy players because that that means that every team going into like week 15 and 16 so is still I, competing for so something. i saw a clip right now uh i didn't see it now i saw earlier today speaking about teams that are still viable um the cleveland browns at zero and 10 can still make the playoffs if 47 things happen <laughs> The ESPN's put a thing out and broke it down, like for the next six weeks, on what has to happen. But it also involves Cleveland winning. Forty-seven things. Like <laughs> it might not sound like a high number, but I just want to point out that like forty-seven is higher than the number of quarterbacks the Browns have had since they came back into the league. That is true. I think it is anyway. It is. It's I, probably closer than I'm willing to admit. No, no, but. no. Uh, the Browns, the, the Browns, since they since they're in, uh, reinstationed back into the NFL, I think they're at twenty seven quarterbacks. Okay, so like that plus twenty is the amount of things, bounces, kicks, hit uprights, interceptions. Oh. Yeah. oh. Five uh, interception yeah, yeah. games. But here's the thing, though. But out of the 47 things in the next six weeks, six of them were Cleveland had to win the next six well, games. Well, obviously they have to win out. Yeah. Um, and I think the Steelers had to lose, I think, the next six games. And, like, it's so much had to happen. It's, I, like, it was ridiculous. Like, the, the, they said it's not impossible, but highly improbable. I think if we're trying to build our Ohio audience, we'd be better off talking about Ohio State. Oh, yeah. Because the Browns aren't making the playoffs. No, but it is it is fun that someone came up with the math to do that, and I'm, more importantly, that I didn't have to do it. Correct, because we don't have enough beer for that right now. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I, I haven't done math since before I could drink legally. So there we go. Um, how about the Penguins, man? Other than speaking of mediocrity. Well, you know. uh, but again, it's a long season. Uh, like I said, we're we're uh, a quarter. I mean, the standings we're, in Washington. We're a quarter of the way through the season. Despite losing to Washington in the last time they played them, so that's how I'm basing it right now. We're still ahead of the Caps. Still ahead of the Caps, even though the Caps beat them. Are we still ahead of the Flyers? Yeah. All right, that's yeah. fine. As long as we're ahead of the Caps and the Flyers, we're good. Yeah. So they're they're in the mix. It's so fine. Penalty kill does need work, though. It's like eighty three percent right now. Um. And it's the two goals against us were power play goals for uh, the Blackhawks the other night. Tough loss. It was a tough loss. Uh, It's also you know they should have been ready because Jeff Jimerson at the Light Up Night concert said he said it's going to be a tough game. Oh yeah, 
So, I mean, like, what's the deal? Do they not, like, have, like, a pep talk from J- Jeff Jemerson before they take the ice? You know what? I think Jeff Jemerson should give should give the team a pep talk. Every, he should be every... an assistant coach. Yeah. Why not? Jemerson for assistant coach. Put him on the bench. Yeah. He already wears a nice suit. Yeah. It works. So, Malkin's out uh, with upper body injury. Um, there's no uh, estimation on time of his return. Uh, it's Malkin, so I'm assuming it's only going to be a couple games. And I love how hockey, you know, like, when, when in football or basketball or baseball, when somebody's injured, it's a, you know, it's a concussion, it's a broken toe, it's a bad wrist, it's a high ankle sprain, whatever. And hockey, it's an upper body injury or a lower body injury or a concussion. That's it. They don't tell you anything else. I mean, that's that's to protect the players, though. Isn't it? Like, I thought the, the reasoning behind that was, you know, if you specifically say Crosby's got, like, a right wrist contusion, and then you're going to have, like, even when he comes back healthy, they're going to think, like, oh, well, he was just on the DL for a few days because of a right wrist contusion. So, you know, if you're going to take liberties well, with Sid, like, go for his wrist. Well, that was, was that the playoffs with Lemieux whenever he had that wrist issue? And, uh, you mean when Adam Graves when like, Adam slashed Graves him? slashed the shit? That's a, that's out of a his clever wrist. euphemism. Wrist issue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a wrist issue once because a guy assaulted me with a stick and broke my wrist with a stick. Well, while I was working, I was at work and some asshole came up to me and whacked me with a stick. Yes, I, I have some slight inflammation. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that makes me so mad to this day. Like that was like the worst thing in, in Pittsburgh sports ever. But but the thing is, is is Mario already had like a sprained wrist where he was favoring it as it was. Still scored two goals, and that's when Adam Graves slashed the shit out of him. Like you know, yeah. Think about like getting hit with a broom handle across the back of your knees. Like it's knees wouldn't hurt that bad, I don't think. <sighs> I mean, it would hurt. I mean, it would hurt for sure, but I think like wrist would hurt more. Yeah, definitely. And like you, you need your hands. You need your wrists for hockey, certainly. Yeah. Um. Man, those gloves. You know, like there's just like a point where they don't cover anymore. Yeah, and you're vulnerable is. there. Ugh, God, it's but hard. it's like you know what, what cracks me up is whenever you see a goaltender turn around. It's like, why? Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> All your padding's in the front. I mean, that was the Hoshik style, certainly, to flop around like that. Oh. Um, Murray the other night, he made that hell of a save. Looked like Hoshik. Yeah. Well, that's that's a lot of body to be thrown around. Like, like Murray might be just as big sideways as he is standing up. You know, he's a big dude. He's got a, he's got a big frame. Um, I mean, he's, he's been a bright spot for the Pens this year so far. Um, most of their tough games have been back-to-backs. Oh, yeah. And they've had, they've had the sort of unreasonable amount of back-to-backs um, yeah. early in the season. Totally they, have. They'll, um, you know, they'll benefit later with a less, less compacted schedule. I mean, they had a nice little break here this week. What, they got three, four games off? Three, four days off? Yeah. You know, I mean... And, and I'm still wondering to see if any of the players are going to leave for the Olympics this year, even though that's not built into the schedule in the NHL so that they weren't doing it. Um, 
that they weren't building in the time for the Olympic break this year and everything else like that. But I know there's still some players that said they're still going to go play. Um, we'll see how that actually goes down because you're still working for a guy that's paying your check. You know, you can say, hey, I'm going to play for my country for two weeks. See ya. And you're not going to get paid. He, you're not going to get paid, but also... They're not going to fire you, though. Yeah, I mean... They could. They could say. What if, like, okay, so here's here's, here's the big one that's the big one that's been talking about is Ovechkin. Ovechkin. So what if like Ovechkin leaves, and like, you know, they're like, fine, whatever. We're not going to pay you, but when you come back, we we will welcome you with open arms because you're Ovechkin. But then like, you know, somebody maybe on another team goes to play for like, let's say like Kuhnhockel leaves to go play for Germany, and the Pens are like, yeah, we don't really like need you as much as. You know, of course this is not going to happen, but I'm just saying, like, this is a union issue now. Right. And, like, you can't fire one worker for doing something and not, the, not fire yeah. the other person. That's for, like, like if Crosby wants to leave to go, if Crosby wants to leave to go play for Canada. Yeah, well, I mean, if Crosby wants to leave to go play for Canada, like, you know, just with our luck and Crosby's injury history, like, people in this town would be so nervous. Oh, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm nervous every time Crosby takes the ice. I remember that. Let alone walks across the street. I mean, well, I don't <laughs> think he doesn't have to cross too many busy streets. No, but I mean, it's pretty it's, sure he can just park in the loading dock at the PPG Paints Arena. Yeah, right. <laughs> walk right in. <laughs> but I mean, it's it, yeah. I mean, he goes and plays. I mean, even whenever he's playing in the World Cup. Yeah, that was watching. That was like, please don't get hurt. <laughs> Yeah, I remember watching, like, whenever they, they were in the Olympics in, like, uh, I don't know, 2008, I want to say, and uh, Kessler, like, ran him into the boards, oh, and yeah. I was like, I love USA, man, I was rooting for USA, like, I was at a bar where people were rooting for Canada just because of Crosby, and I thought they were ridiculous, but at the same time, like, don't play too physical, you know, don't, don't be... You know, taking too many liberties. Well, international rules help that. Yeah. International rules do help the whole, you know, um, hitting guys and everything else. Yeah, that's why the NHL adopted the uh, icing play that's from the international rules. I think rules. that's a good change. You know, um, but international rules, I mean, if you hit a guy, they'll blow a penalty on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's hitting and hockey in the in international, but, I mean, you can't, like, face wash somebody. You'll get a penalty on it. Yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break. We're going to come back and talk about some local uh, college stuff going on. We'll be right back and ha- listen to what's going on over at Sorgatron Media. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back. So, Matt. Uh, NCAA. I just have this under the NCAA heading because, um, let's see, pit football. Uh, let's think about this for a minute. It's bad. It's pretty bad. This year has been, I mean, they had the transfer in Max Brown. He got injured and nothing. And, and you know, you got the kid, Danucci out of Pine Richland. He's not even looking good. Pitt really has proved this year that you can't win at football if you don't have a quarterback. That is true. 
That's my no. They mild. almost they almost beat Virginia Tech. They had almost. a real wonky touchdown. Yeah. Virginia Tech had a wonky touchdown. Then they drove the ball down, and then they had four plays from the two and couldn't get in. Um. Yeah. So uh, Prick, uh, Pickett, they burned his red shirt this year. Seems like they needed him now. Well, because after Brown went out, they didn't have another backup. You got to have a backup. So they burned his red shirt this year. So here's the thing. Should they just go ahead and throw Pickett in against Miami and see what happens? I mean, yeah. You know, they're not going to, you know, I don't see them beating Miami. If they beat Miami. That'll be the story of the that'll year. That'll be the story of the year. So, like, I would love to see them beat Miami. And that's the great thing about college football because every week is a playoff game. Like, even if you don't deserve to be in a playoff game, like, the schedule says you've got to play Miami this week. So Pitt gets to, if not, like, make the playoffs for college football. They get to ruin Miami's chances of being in the playoffs. And I know a lot of Pitt fans who would love that. I would be one of them. Man. Because just remember, every, every Pitt fan, just remember 13-9. and nine. Every Miami game was always just... Like, Miami was the best team Pitt played every year. Well, yeah, for, especially for when they were in the, especially the, 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 the Big East. East. And um, Miami was the stud. It's, hard, was the it's stud. really hard not to get pumped for a Pitt-Miami game. Right. Until, but, like, the first quarter is over and Pitt's down by four touchdowns. There's that one year they beat him and blew him out. Mm-hmm. They, the one year at, where Pitt wasn't that bad at all either. Pitt was a de- It was uh, when Larry Fitzgerald was still there. Mm-hmm. When Larry Fitzgerald was a wide receiver, uh, I forget who was quarterback at the time and whatever else. But, you know, they beat Miami. And Miami was doing was really good. They were looking to go to a to you know a major bowl national championship contention. It was before the BCS, and then uh, Pitt ended up going to a, a nice bowl that year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was definitely uh, awesome. And I always remember you know thirteen to nine, thirteen to mm-hmm. nine over West Virginia. All West Virginia had to do was beat Pitt, and they went to the national championship game. Yeah. And they lost. That was. That was a obviously much much better day in pit, you know, pit football history. And that was when Pitt had a has has a season like they are now. Pitt beat mm-hmm. West Virginia, and ended up being like five and five and six, or five and seven. So, do we you realistically know. think that you know Pitt's going to win? No, but it'd be ta- awesome. How many times did. do you think we're going to see the turnover chain? <laughs> That's a better question. Oh, yes. Can we get the turnover chain on Pittsburgh Dad? <laughs> Can we, would, that, would that be like a sufficient uh, consolation prize for the drubbing that they're about to take? We will have to tweet him and find out. Should we go to the pit game on, on Saturday? I might. I have to work. I, I have to work Saturday night, but it's very... Oh, wait, it's, no, it's Friday. The, oh, it is Friday. That's yeah. right. Um, yeah, you're off. Aren't we're you? going to do a dinner on Friday, but I mean that's not till dinner time. I mean, I have to, I don't have to work till five. The game's at noon. I mean, how much are tickets for this game? I don't know. I haven't looked. That that's the thing. Like, I don't want to pay a lot. Like, I want to just because it's. Miami, I just want to get I, in. I, I, don't I, I want a cheapo, like five hundred level. Get me in there. You know, one of the seats that should be covered by a tarp. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it for a reasonable price. And the reasonable price by that I mean. 
Less than face value. It's Black Friday after all. Why pay full price for anything on Black Friday? Uh, Unless you're tipping your bar. Right now, your upper level seats are twenty seven bucks. Are the lowest ones. Keep sliding. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You give me the five, I'll go. Black Friday football's ruined by the conference realignment, also. Um, because in years past, I would I would stay home and I would watch the big Nebraska Colorado game. That was always like a staple. On Black oh Friday. yeah, oh yeah. And now like now like Nebraska plays Iowa. Like, oh, Nebraska's in the Big Ten. Yeah. yeah, and people from Nebraska don't care. Nebraska was just at state college last don't care. year. I know. You know what? Nebraska. What happened to Nebraska? I mean, did Penn State? Penn State won, right? On last Saturday. On Saturday. I I don't know. You know what? Like I honestly like I had a cat rescue project on Saturday. I had to be up at 5 a.m. I was actually home from rescuing the cats before the 10 o'clock soccer games were over. And oh, it was all I could do to stay awake for that. I took the uh, nap apparently to that was a naps. score fest. Okay, so yeah, like I said, don't ever wake me up to tell me a Penn State score. No, and like thanks for holding true to that. Yeah, because you would have been waking me up way more than I wanted to be woken up. Yeah, Penn State won fifty six to forty four. Um, okay, yeah, that's scary. But I guess it doesn't matter as much when your season's effectively over because you blew it. I'm like looking. I'm like, why am I not seeing that? I'm like, you're getting stuck on basketball scores because it's, uh, it's basketball season now too. Saquon Barkley did. Are you sure? Are you sure Penn State didn't didn't win at basketball by that score over the weekend? Yeah, I'm sure they did. Okay, uh, because we'll get to that here in a minute. But three TDs. Saquon Barkley had three TDs, 17 carries, 158 yards, uh, with three touchdowns. Um, yeah, that. Uh, you know, and he's still making that that bid for to to be a Heisman Trophy winner. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if this kid's going to come back next year, even if he wins the Heisman or not. I bet you he goes pro. I, I bet you he goes I mean, pro. The, the, Penn State, the, the average lifespan so, of an NFL running back is three and a half years. You mean you you're better off like get those three and a half years while you can. Don't don't give one of those years to. You know, not getting paid, or or give one of those or years, injured. or yeah, or next year, and you get your knee broke in the first game of the season. Um, yeah, Penn State's number twelve. They're not going to be in the playoff by all means, but they'll get a good bowl. They'll though. get they'll get a good bowl. They're, I I heard some chatter that they might be doing a Penn State Notre Dame in a bowl uh, in a New Year's bowl. That would uh, so so that would be like okay so. Uh, New Year's Bowl, and you're not going to get a, the major bowl unless for some stupid reason. Or is Penn State still leading their to part of the conference? No, they're, Penn State's locked out of the Big Ten championship. Okay, it's going to be Ohio State for Ohio State, Wisconsin. Even if Ohio State loses to Michigan, because Ohio State owns the tiebreaker over Penn State, so there it is. Ohio State, you know they they still have an outside chance of getting in. Wisconsin also with an outside chance, but they have to go undefeated, and then it sets up the opportunity for the committee to screw Wisconsin because they didn't play a tough enough schedule. And whether you think that constitutes getting screwed or not depends on your perspective of, you know, certainly like the Big Ten. Um, I, I don't think, I don't know, just... It's really hard to keep an undefeated team out of the playoffs, especially it from is. a major conference. If they win the major conference championship, like I'm not sure 
the committee's going to have the balls to keep Wisconsin out. But it's a TV show, you know. They they're not they're not seeding a tournament like so much as they're making a TV show. So a lot of it's going to depend on, you know, or people people might rather watch like a one loss Clemson team, you know, or a two loss Clemson yeah. if they if they lose to Miami but still get into the playoff. West Virginia is at seven and four, so they're going to get a bowl. Uh, they got to play Oklahoma this week. Um, that's that's got some import there. That that could affect the playoffs. Well, yeah, because Oklahoma's number three. Let's <laughs> come out in ears. I love I love the chaos. Yeah, I, I, now I, now that I don't have any local teams that have like a stake in the playoff matter, yeah. like let's just let's just throw it all to hell. West Virginia's got to play Oklahoma in Oklahoma this week. Yeah, that's that's tough. That's it's a tough tough road game. Tough trip for them. Like they have a tough road schedule just based on the travel. Every year, the Big Twelve is a horrible fit for West Virginia. As a it is because they got to travel two time zones. It is kind of ridiculous. Do you hear they're talking about just making only two time zones? What? I saw something that they were thinking about splitting the country into just two time zones instead of four. That uh, who knows. I mean, there's two states that don't already observe it. It's Indiana and Arizona don't observe daylight savings yeah. time. So they're either on, like, Indiana is either on Eastern Standard Time or they're on Central Time. And then, you know, they're on Central Time half the year and they're on Eastern Standard Time half the year. Yeah. And then Arizona is either on West Coast Time or Mountain Time half the year. You know? I love going to Notre Dame games and then being able to watch SNL at 1030 <laughs> when you get back to your hotel. I was, that was like, an eye-opening experience. Friends of mine were at the Notre Dame game this week, which they beat Navy. Um, that was a that was a tough game for Notre Dame too. Closer than I thought it was going to be when I bought my to... dad that Navy shirt when I went to Annapolis a couple weeks. Yeah, ago. a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. I was like he'll wear it because Notre Dame's going to blow him out, and then he's going to realize that you know he respects the service. But um, yeah, he was like, oh, I don't know about wearing this shirt for like. I was like, just save it, you know. Wait until the game's over. And then, yeah, I, jeez, I, I mean, Notre Dame Navy was such a that, that, lopsided rivalry for so many years until that one time. Until that one time where Navy beat Notre oh, Dame. Oh man! Wow, I, I I met somebody at at the hotel from when I was in Annapolis, and she was a Notre Dame alum, and she took her husband. First ever Notre Dame game she took him to was that Notre Dame Navy game. Ah, oh. and. And the second Notre Dame game she ever took him to was the season opener against Texas last year. So she said, like, you know, my husband's basically barred from Notre Dame football games. <laughs> yeah, I, I would. Well, Notre Dame didn't even make a bowl last year. I mean, you know, speaking of bowls, Penn State, they get a New Year's Day bowl and they play Notre Dame. It's going to be what, the Outback Bowl or, you know, I, I didn't even look yet. I Maybe a what, Cotton Bowl. What bowls are not in play because they're part of the playoff? So, okay, what bowls are not in play as part it's of the playoff? Sugar Bowl, one it, of them it's, this it's year. The sugar, the orange, sugar, the orange, the rose, and the um, sugar, orange, rose. Fiesta? Fiesta are always the big four. They're the four, mm. they're the four majors. Right, but two of those four will host playoff games. Yeah. And then the final is just called the national championship, championship game that's game held anymore. at uh, rotates between one of those yeah. four stadiums. So there, so of the like 
big four bowls. Like two of them are are in play for a potential like Penn State Notre Dame matchup. Yeah. So it might not be the Outback Bowl. It could, it could be like the Orange Bowl. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know which bowls are in play this year for the. So, I mean, it could be the Fiesta Bowl. I guess. Mm. Well, I mean, okay, so the Rose Bowl. This the stipulation with the Rose Bowl is. Um, is it's got to be it's got to be a it's got to be a Big Ten. Pac-12. They have made exceptions though recently. Yeah, because uh, they used to make exceptions back back in the old days. Yeah, it, not back as in much. the old days. In the old days, it was just um, it just was like a, it just had to be a team from the West. Um, during World War II, they played it in Durham, North Carolina, one year because the government wasn't going to let them play on the West Coast because they were worried about like Japanese like you know like firing artillery shells at Pasadena. Yeah, well, so yeah. um. So they said to the champion of the, of the whatever Pacific Conference was called back then, which was Oregon, and they said like you can pick your opponent, and they picked Duke because Duke was regarded to be the best team from the East. So they picked Duke, and as a result of them picking Duke, they played the Rose Bowl in 1942 in North Carolina, huh. and that was the only time they ever played the Rose Bowl outside of um, Rose Bowl Stadium. Outside of the Rose Bowl, yes, thanks. Yeah, that's that's some cool trivia there. There's cool I history. love Rose Bowl trivia, man. Do you know that W and J played in the Rose Bowl? What? Yeah, way back in the old 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 days, Washington and Jefferson was like one of the best college football teams. That's crazy. Like back back when the best teams were like Army and Navy and Harvard and Yale and Princeton and like W and J and like Shady Side Academy used to play them sometimes, even though they're technically a high school. Huh. Because back in those days, it was just like a bunch of big nineteen-year-olds, and it wasn't the big, you know, Hoopla there wasn't is. recruiting and coaching, yeah, and physical weightlift training and all that stuff. It was just like, you know, I think my team of seventeen-year-olds can beat your nineteen-year-olds, and like, you know what? If you grab a bunch of kids off the street, even today, you might be able to find like eleven high school kids who could beat like. You know, oh, some reasonably in shape nineteen-year-olds. Oh, dude, you can easily take some of these high school teams if you like if you go through the WPIAO and pick and choose players you can get them to beat like Pitt yeah like the big 33 you, yeah the big 33 should play Pitt since Pitt's not going to a bowl game <laughs> like that could be like how would you like to instead of going to a bowl game just play a home game at Heinz Field against, against the, big the best 33. kids from Ohio and Pennsylvania yeah the big 33 game there it is so speaking of Pitt uh, we said, you know, they weren't looking too good either on the hoop side. Uh, they did lose to Navy. They lost to Montana. Uh, they beat UCSB. They got smacked in the dick by Penn State. <laughs> That's so bad. You know, like, I, I made a point to, like, stream that game. I was like, ooh, big Pitt Penn State basketball game. I know Pitt's not that good this year, but they ought to give Penn State a game. Man, like, they just, I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna take some time to rebuild. And it is. I don't know if Stallings is the guy, but I mean, you know, he's the guy right now. He recruited well at Villanova, or I'm sorry, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt. Um, yeah, I mean that's that's a tough place to recruit to, you know, like that that's like an academic school. Um, it's yeah, not... but also here's your big selling point: you're in the middle of downtown Nashville. <laughs> Pittsburgh's a great city. If Pittsburgh's good enough for Amazon. Why isn't it good enough for basketball players? <laughs> right. You know? 
It's not uh, like football where you have to play outdoors. Yeah, right? And then, so Pitt lost today. I watched this game um, on on my phone because you couldn't get it on TV. Julia told me that it she was, was watching it at Sam's tonight. The Pitt-Oklahoma State game, it was at noon? No, it wasn't at noon. Yeah, it was. No, it was on this after, It was on this evening. I was following the score. It was on this afternoon. No, really? yeah, it was. It was on this afternoon. I watched not at it. noon. Yeah, I was clicking score up. All right, it might not have been noon. Tonight. It might not have been noon. It might have been two. Why well, was? Oh, it might have been two, but it was the afternoon. It was middle of the afternoon. It was not a night game. It well, was because the night game was Penn State. Penn State because oh. it was that little tournament that they did. Mm-hmm. Penn State was in the championship game of that tournament. Yeah, I know about that. I know Pitt didn't lose as badly to Oklahoma State as they did to Penn State. No, so. they didn't. They only lost by ten. They lost by ten, but they were they were within not a few even points 10. before like it was seventy three sixty seven. So Pitt Pitt's going to be playing Lehigh coming to Pittsburgh. Uh, they got oh, High yeah. Point. Uh, and then the city game is Friday, December 1st. Oh, man. The city game, Pitt-Duquesne. Uh, and then Mount St. Mary's comes to Pitt. West Virginia basketball comes to Pitt. So we got that little bit of a little bit of West Virginia-Pitt rivalry coming back right here. Smidgen. Not the same as the football rivalry. Not the same as football, but still. The, the biggest rivals for Pitt basketball, to me, have always been Georgetown, Syracuse. Well, because we're Big East. Connecticut. We, we like the Big East basketball. Yeah. Pitt moved. The Big East disbanding was the worst thing that happened to college basketball. No, because I like the current Big East. It's It was worse for Pitt than it was for, like, overall college basketball. Like, the like yeah, the geography is, is weird. Like, obviously, like, Creighton is not in the east of the country. Right. But the... The way that they filled out the Big East. Do they still call themselves the Big East? Yeah, they're still called the Big East, even though they stretch all the way to, like, Omaha. But, um, yeah, like, it's a good basketball conference. And it's it's got some of the traditional teams from the Big East and then some, Well, because you know, the Big East was originally it's all, made It's all, like, the, schools that don't have big football. Yeah, so the Big East was originally made for the Catholic schools and the East Coast Catholic schools that were basketball schools. And then they decided, hey, we need to get some notoriety, and we need to get some football town here. And that's whenever they invited Syracuse and Pitt and Boston College and Rutgers and the football schools. And then that's when they still said, told Joe Paterno to suck a dick and kept his ass out because the Big East was Joe Paterno's idea. And then they banded together to keep his ass out, which Good. was awesome. Good. Um, and then they go ahead and uh, you know, and they disbanded. So I mean, so what? So who's still in there? Georgetown, uh, Villanova, Villanova, um, St. John's, St. John's. Even though they're a shadow of what they once were as a basketball right. program. Uh, Gonzaga, did Gonzaga move? No, no. no. Gonzaga's no. in the West Coast Conference. What's the team that's in the? That's the Upers. That's in the Upper Peninsula. Oakland. No, in the Upper Peninsula, Michigan. Yeah. Um, where Dwayne Wade went, Marquette. Marquette. That's in Wisconsin. I thought that was Michigan. It Wisconsin, you know, many many people from Michigan would love that you consider Wisconsin to be a part of the Upper Peninsula <laughs> of Michigan, but I, I I don't think that's how it works. I thought Marquette was Marquette's in, in uh, Milwaukee. Yeah, but yeah, Marquette's in there. Uh, Creighton's in there. Xavier is in the Big East. It's not an Eastern Conference, but it's a good basketball conference. 
And they got a good TV deal with FS1. Um, you know, just about every night that there are big basketball games on, like, you flip over to FS1 and you're going to have a good Big East basketball game. I love the Big East. They are Milwaukee. <laughs> Why did I think that they were in the Upper Peninsula? Well, because the Upper Peninsula is the part of Michigan that is... That is or I'm sorry. Yeah, it's attached to Wisconsin. <laughs> so... If you really, if you're like, if you buy into the concept of like a greater Michigan, then yeah, like Wisconsin is just like the very large, like land-based part of the Upper Peninsula. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like saying that, you know, Ohio is just, you know, like an extension of the north side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we did have the other city game this week. Oh. And uh, Duquesne and Bobby Moe, man, Robert Morris. Yeah, you can't call it the city game because Bobby Moe is in Moon Township. Well, they used to be in the city. You call it the like uh, the the business three seventy six rivalry. <laughs> that, that sounds. There awful. it is. There it is. Business three seventy six rivalry. I like it. Yeah, but so we were talking before we went on the air. We, we you know, Bobby Moe might be the best college team in Pittsburgh this year. So far, I mean, they hold bragging rights over Duquesne, and if Duquesne beats Pitt coming up in the, you know, the PPG Paints Arena, well, then by the transit of property, I do believe Robert Morris takes the crown. Maybe they could end up in some NIT scenario where they actually have to play Pitt heads. They are first in the Northeast Conference. Yeah, well then they let's let's hope that Robert Morris makes the tournament this year, so we have someone to. Root I for. mean, they make the tournament; they're only going in as the 15 seed at the most. That's fine. I mean, unless they have that playing game, they end up going in as an 11. Yeah, you know that's weird. How they I, I hate I hate how they do. So that so Bobby Mode lost to Ohio State, mm-hmm. <laughs> 95-64. Um, Grand Canyon beat him. San Diego beat him. Robert Morris beat Duquesne. So actually, they're not that. Good. I mean, they're one of three. Well, they play a lot of tougher games. Like these, the, the lesser conference teams generally, you know, yeah. they, they build up the bulk of their also, wins in yeah. conference. Yeah, they build up the bulk of their wins they, in they, conference. They play kind of like above their weight. So like in nor- the preseason yeah. or in, in the preseason. So season. yeah, when they get into their conference season, they're looking at Youngstown State, Siena, Ryder, Drexel. Buffalo, NC State's a weird game for them. Uh, yeah. Uh, is that at home? It's at NC State. Do you <laughs> think Robert Moore's going to get NC State? At the Sewell Center? Yeah. Why I not, mean, man? Well, it was a couple years ago they are, they got Kentucky in the NIT tournament. Yeah. They drew – Kentucky was number one in the NIT tournament. Bobby Moe was a 16. And Kentucky went to Bobby Moe, mm-hmm. and they beat him. It's a homecoming for Coach Cal. Coach Calipari. Yeah. Love that dude. St. Francis, FDU, Sacred Heart, Wagner, um, Mount St. Mary's. Yeah, their conference is. I mean, I mean, it's that conference. So, but that's that's just between them and their conference. In terms of the local teams, I mean, they probably have the best chance to be something worth watching into March. Would you say? Probably. I mean, I love Duquesne basketball, too. And, you know, I, I mean, they're having a rebuild. Um, and I think all our college basketball right now is having a rebuild. Um, so, yeah. 
I'm glad it's back. We'll have to go ahead and do a little bit of research on the college hockey and talk about that. Yeah, I think uh, Robert Morris won a series over the weekend, I think I, I read. Um, Penn State, Robert Morris, those are the two big... College hockey, hockey in the area. In the area. Um, I mean, I think Pitt's now... What are they? They're D three, right? With I don't know. If it's, they had a club team, but I think they're now D three. It was well, it was it was D three. The club team was D three. When okay. I when I because I went to a D three school, and we we played Pitt in hockey, and we played Pitt Greensburg in hockey. Yeah, and they were both like D three, and we played we played Carnegie Mellon and Edinburgh, and like the Pitt regional campuses, and that, that was pretty much our like. D three conference. It was fun, man. Going going to a D three hockey game. It was like, it was like a high school hockey game in the sense that it was in a high school arena. But it was just like, the game was at ten thirty on like a Saturday night. And yeah, they, and they bust us down from campus. Nice. So like everybody was just loaded. Yeah. You're like, we're in college, we're under 21, but we're shmammered. Yeah. And you could <laughs> run right up to the glass and pound on the glass. <laughs> and they actually they they um they had to reprimand us because the Edinburgh parents complained about some of the vulgarity and we we almost had to play games in front of an empty arena. Oh, we had we had to like get our act together. We were, we were put on notice. <laughs> All right. So speaking of being put on notice, we're gonna go ahead and take a break, uh, and we're gonna come back and finish up with our favorite thing to talk about: Stillers. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back for our final segment. Uh, we're going to talk about Steelers. But first off, Matt, did you see today that they released the um, Hall of Fame uh, potentials on the uh, – on the uh, was that the uh, semifinals list? Yeah, I, I saw the the list. Um, sorry, I didn't see it. I heard it on NFL Network. A lot of names. They just kind of fire them off rapid fire. Um, any any notables? Because I I just got a whole bunch of names. Rondé Barber, Steve okay. Hutchinson, Ray Lewis, Brian Urlacher, Randy Moss, Richard Seymour. Um. Randy Moss should get in. Yeah, uh, Fanuc is on there again. Heinz Ward's on there. See, I hate whenever you go there. Ward will get in. Eventually. I don't. Well, eventually, I don't think he's a first ballot. Fanica should. Uh, Leroy Butler, Leslie O'Neill, Simeon Rice. I know, yeah, Heinz Ward and Fanica is the only two Steelers on there. Um, yeah, they have that, uh, you know. Yeah, they have it, uh, let's see, 12, 12 on offense. 13 on defense and two coaches to make up the 27. Man. I mean, that'll, that'll of course, be pared down and we won't So, yeah. Steve Atwater, Ronde Barber, Tony Baselli, Isaac Bruce, 
uh, Leroy Butler, Don Coyle, Roger Craig. He's not in yet. Roger Craig, yeah. Wow. I mean, I I remember him with the Niners for so long. I didn't even realize that he played with the Rams, the Raiders, or the the Raiders, the and the Vikings too. Brian Dawkins. Uh he can make the list. I don't think he's gonna get in anytime soon. Alan Fanica, of course. Tory Holt. Tory Holt should get in. I don't think he's a first balloter though. Steve Hutchinson's Joe Jacoby, Edron James. He'll get in not not soon. Jimmy Johnson for a coach. I don't see why Jimmy Johnson shouldn't go in. I mean, his run yeah. with the yeah, you know, Ty Law. Ty Law, he he's out of uh Aliquippa. That'd be nice. Ray yeah. Lu- Ray Lewis, John Lynch, uh Kevin McCa- Mc- Maui. Oh, Kevin Mawai, man. Mawai, yeah. He's for me, he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. I mean, he was sick with the Jets. His I mean, his his longevity, you know, playing a tough position. I mean, it's like Webster. Yeah. Steelers, you know. Yeah. Randy Moss, of course. I think Randy Moss is the first balloter, even without a ring. I mean, I think... Ring, I mean, a ring is an important thing, but... I mean, it's not like Moss didn't... Moss changed the game. He played on teams that were competitive sometimes. Um, he went really hard for the ring towards the end with New England. How about... And he was great for New England, too. Yeah, 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 but then he ran into the Giants. Well, you know, <laughs> that's the only good thing that would have come out of that that Patriots team winning. Yeah, and was Randy Moss getting a ring? I like Randy. Yeah, um, I like Randy Moss. He's I awesome. I do not. I do not care for the Patriots. But that's, I do not. Uh, Leslie O'Neill, Terrell Owens, Simeon Rice, Richard Seymour, Brian Erlacher, Ever Wallace, Heinz Ward. Are you, is your lineup right there? I I saw someone say if 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 uh, Erlacher gets in. That that he should ride Jerome Bettis, just like the way Bettis like just dragged him <laughs> into the end zone. That, that play that was awesome. Pivotal late season game against the Bears during the snow during coming the down. Super Bowl 40. Everything Erlacher lines up and busts his runs just, his ass yeah, over. That was that, that that was reminiscent of the Bo Jackson Bosworth, you know. I mean, but Bo and the Boz quite there. Not quite. It's it's as close as you're going to get in terms of the impact on the season. Though, in terms of the impact on the season, it was huge huge because they needed to win the last five games to even get a wild card. Yes, and they they had the talent. They just hadn't been consistent early enough in the season, and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. They did the first team ever to go in as a wild card in three road games and win a Super Bowl. And it's it's becoming more commonplace now in in, in football. In football, yeah. I mean, baseball it, too. though. wild card teams like the Yankees. Yeah, I mean, they're, yeah, you know, but you still only have so many. Te- you know, it goes into that whole uh, being down three zero in a playoff series and coming back to win. There's only been so many teams that do that. True, you winning know. winning out to get in. Yeah, that's the hardest thing to do. It is. Uh, so let's talk about the Steelers. How about Marcus Gilbert gets suspended for um, PEDs? They did not say what the PED was. That um, I haven't heard anything from Gilbert or in the Steelers front of that. Something tells me that he was on some pill that a doctor or he was taking for an allergy or for a cold or something like this, and he and there's some that was a minute something that was banned by the NFL. And at that point, 
you have enough money and there's enough people on the staff to go ahead and research this shit. What is all in that particular concoction you're taking to battle hay fever to bronchitis to worse? You should know what's in that pill. I'm not like a scientist, but... Neither am I. Shouldn't it just be easy to like... Like how many different cold medicines are there? A shit ton. When was the last time you were at CVS? I take... Okay, I get the Alka-Seltzer, cold and flu. Alright, the Alka-Seltzer daytime. And like just the Alka-Seltzer cold. Okay? Like if there's anything in there that says you can't play football... Then like that should be on one chart, and then everything else can be on the other. But like I just don't, yeah, I, I don't buy this. Like oh, I was taking something for a cold. I don't, and I'm not saying I care. Like, I mean, I, I, it doesn't like bother me like the same way as like steroids, where you're like doing it to increase your like lifting and power. Steroids in football is a big impact and a big difference compared to steroids in baseball. But I, I'm saying like I don't feel you like. Know. I don't feel offended yeah. that, like, football players are taking performance-enhancing drugs. And, like, I almost wish they would just be honest and say, like, look, like, I was taking some supplements because they helped me recover faster yeah, or whatever. Instead of saying, like, it was cold medicine. Because I don't think there are so many different combinations of oh. cold medicine that a professional training staff for an NFL team can't stay on top of them all. Where guys are accidentally, like... You should know. They should hand you a list. It's like, do take Sudafed, don't take Alka-Seltzer, or vice versa. Like, I just, you know. Yeah, I mean. Like, it, it's a big deal. It's like, you know, and I never thought about it from a union perspective before, but because I'm not in one, and, like, I was talking to one of my friends who is, and he was saying, like, look, like, you're basically competing for work against other workers. Yeah. And if other workers are doing something, like, to get an edge... You know, that's not just unfair to the owners or to the fans. That's unfair to the other players. Okay, I buy that. Yeah, and it like, is. Let, then the league polices itself, and Marcus Gilbert is going to miss four games because of that. He's going to miss four and, games. And when Marcus Gilbert comes back, am I going to boo him? No. Hell no. I mean, I didn't even boo Marte, but some people did. Yeah, I did boo you know? Marte. You know, and... and, again, it's like... You know, it's not for me to judge you. You know, honestly, let the and I, I think Gilbert's like not appealing, so he can have he he's just gonna get back faster. Yeah, because otherwise, because his, we need him for the playoffs. Yeah, he's like you know, and he's like, oops, I did something. Okay, I'm sorry, my bad. You know, but like I said, I think in his case, it's something that he was doing. Whatever. I just wish it, they didn't have to pretend like it was an accident. Yeah. You know, like we're we're adults. Yeah. You can you could sit me down. You know, across the table, like, you know, with, like, a couple of beers in front of us and be like, look, man, like, I screwed up. I took steroids. And you know what? Like, we'll still be friends at the end of the night. That goes for you, Steve. That goes for Marcus Gilbert. Yeah. Like, anyone. Yeah. So, they got Hubbard's going to replace him. Uh, Hubbard has been his fill-in whenever he needs a play or two off. He, he plays all right. He plays good. I don't think he's as solid as Gilbert, especially in the red zone. Uh, I think the stat I saw earlier today was that um, in the red zone with Gilbert in, they have 18 touchdowns, and with him not in, they have like six. They're not good in the red zone anyway. Uh, you know, they're, they're not really good in the red zone. This week they were because, you know, they played Tennessee. Let's talk about that game. They had the high-powered offense. They finally got over that 30-point mark. Yeah. And they did that in the second half. That was fun. They scored 30 points in the second half. 
Um, and the defense was real strong. Even without Joe Hayden, they still had four picks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if, you know, they got up. They had to get up for the game because uh, if Tennessee would have beat them, that would have put Tennessee in a better driver's seat for the uh, for playoff positioning because Tennessee's probably going to win the AFC South. Yeah. You know, uh, so that would... Uh, you yeah, know, that is important to note. Like, it was kind of like a walkover for the Steelers at the end of the day, but that was a playoff team Yeah, that they did that to. Yeah, that's a playoff team, you know, because, you know, when it comes for seeding, then Tennessee would have the the one up over the Steelers because they beat them earlier in the year. We don't want to get down to that. We don't want to get down that low. I mean, you want to have the high enough... You, you want to be in the top two to have that first round by. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the big test is going to be week 15 when New England comes to Pittsburgh and whoever wins that game, we've been saying it all year, whoever wins that game, the Super Bowl goes to that respective city mm-hmm. Right is, is what it's going to be. Not necessarily that that team goes to the Super Bowl. No, correct. The, 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 the way the, to the, the Super Bowl. The likely matchup in the AFC Championship and – you know, I've I've heard other people say it this week. Like it's it's looking like Pittsburgh and New England, and whether that whether that playoff game is played in Foxborough or, or played on the North in Hines Shore Field, yeah, is entirely based on how the December game plays out. So, what do you think about this the, the the game on on Thursday? I know you were working, unfortunately, because those Thursday night games hurt you because you, yeah. you still have to work, and even yeah. the Monday night game hurts you. Yeah, you I, I had to, to reserve the laptop. <laughs> honey listen like i need the laptop thursday night yeah i need need to be able to to stream the steeler game while i'm in my the, office you know you know uh black friday's right around the corner though so maybe i'll have a real tv up there before too much longer speaking of amanda saw so many sales on tvs for black friday like and you don't even need a big one you no, i just even, need i just need, like, just need a, like a like a 32 inch or yeah I mean, she's been scoping some sales. I mean, she saw like a sixty-inch four K Samsung for like five hundred bucks. Yeah. So I'm sure you could probably go pick up some like super really really awesome like thirty-two inch for your office for like yeah. nothing. Um, but no, that defense did look good. They yeah. have four picks. I mean, like we talked earlier in the show, fantasy points. I mean, they put up sixteen points of fantasy. So mm-hmm. if you're throwing sixteen points of fantasy, you had a hell of a game on the field in a real game itself. Yeah, Mariota's um, not a bad quarterback. That was no Mariota. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. You know, I mean, he came in and that was it was a hell of a game they put up. I mean, and then also AB scoring three touchdowns, getting his motor going. Jesse James had the touchdown too. Uh, fortunately for me, Le'Veon Bell's touchdown got called back. Uh, that's only fancy points, though. Uh, but I mean, you know, I, it's uh, they clicked. They had it going. Roethlisberger threw over 300 yards for the game, almost 400. Um, it's the game they've wanted all year. Yeah. Now can they the keep? They like thought they were going to have against the Bears. So, yeah, exactly. So now you have Green Bay. Coming in this weekend, Sunday night football, eight thirty kickoff. You know this game was supposed to be more of a marquee matchup, but then you know Aaron Rodgers got injured. The they, the NFL totally could have flexed this game, but they said no, they're not. I feel really confident about this. Game. I do feel really confident. And that's why it's a problem. I know, right? I mean, especially since the Ravens just kind of dismantled Green Bay in Lambeau uh, last Sunday. Um, the Ravens. The worst trap four. games are the ones where the, the, nobody's like going trap game all week. And the, I haven't heard one person say that this is a trap game. The, yeah, 
We knew last the, week was a trap game. We knew the Bears was a trap game. Indy was a trap game. We mm. won the two trap games, and now the real trap game is the Green Bay game. Yeah, I'm concerned. Yeah, but I'm only saying that because I worry about like hindsight. Like in my heart of hearts, I'm not concerned at all. Yeah, exactly. That's what worries me. So, you know, and then after that, they have uh, they go what to a, a Monday night game and in. in um, Yeah, money night. So they're this Sunday night here in Pittsburgh against uh, Green Bay comes in. The following week is Monday night in Cincinnati, and then the following week after that is uh, the Ravens coming to Pittsburgh for the Sunday night game, and then they have after that uh, what New England and then Cleveland. So, hmm, I don't know. I feel pretty good. All in all, but uh, you know the the, the uh, four games left are divisional games. They could just really screw up. They could, you they know. Need to, they need to win this week. Yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too worried about the Browns. I'm not too worried about the Browns. Gotta be honest. Honestly, you know not what? Not even the Ravens honestly, really I, I, like, not, do anything for me. I'm right not now. really worried about the Ravens either. That's a tough game. That's a, that's a. Beating. It's easy. They'll get up for the Ravens more easily because, like, no matter how bad they think the Ravens are, they're still the Ravens. The game that panics me the most is the Patriots game. Yeah. Um, honestly, I'll, you know, the Cincinnati game scares me because it is on Monday Night Football. Steelers, Bengals in Cincy. Pac-Man Jones, Vontez Perfect. Somebody's gonna get hurt. Yeah, Somebody's, you're worried about somebody getting hurt. You're yeah. not worried about them losing. Yeah, I don't worry, worry about them losing. You're I'm worried, worried about, about a costly win. I worry about yeah, a costly win. I, you know, that's that's where that's where that's at right there. I mean, they, you know, two years ago in that playoff game in Cincinnati, if you know, they, uh, you know, A. B. Ben, all of them got got injured. It was just bad. Yeah, bad. Let's, let's, let's try not to go back there. Exactly. Let's try not to think about that. Uh, how, how'd you like uh, Martavius Bryant? I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. I mean, he's he welcome, had, man. He had some big plays. Make the plays. He had some big plays. He didn't score. It's but, really I mean, fun to be plays. a Pittsburgh Steeler, dude. You know, just you gotta like get over your ego sometimes. Did you watch? You the- gotta realize there's not enough room for like. I mean, there's there's room for superstars, but. Right now, like the superstars are Bell and Ben and Brown. Yeah, you know, and you might you might be a superstar someday, but right now, like, you're the third receiver on the Steelers, in my opinion, and that's not a bad life. No, third for someone receiver. who's for yeah. someone who's wanted to play football at a high level his entire life. Like, congratulations, bro, you're there. Yeah, you've achieved your life goal. Yeah, you you're have a, a chance, Steeler. You have a chance to get a Super Bowl ring this year. You you have a good chance. Keep your mouth shut. Yeah. Just do your job. Or, you know, you want to run your mouth, just speaking run, of, run, it, run it in the end zone. Speaking of keeping your... Speaking of running your mouth, how did you see Juju Smith-Schuster's post-game conference on the podium there with the guys on the NFL uh, network? I did not. It was quite hilarious. I'll have to pull the video up for he you. He just turned 21, or he's about to. He's about to turn 20... Wait, when they they play Sunday? Yeah. He turns 21... Yesterday, today, look out! Just 
Just keep an eye out. Dude, don't do anything stupid. You see a guy on a bike, like, swerving, like, through the south Dude, side? Dude, he caught the Range Rover, yo. Well, that's even worse, <laughs> man. So, speaking of that, if you, I'll have to pull the video up. It's funny. Um, he, uh, I think the NCAA is going to have to look into USC again uh, after his comments. Uh, <laughs> no, what did he say? They, uh, they asked... They got Michael Irvin. Steve Smith's reaction was phenomenal. It was great. You're gonna have to see his video. But they asked, they asked him about the bike situation. He goes, yeah. I'm under, he goes, I'm under 21. He goes, I didn't have my license. He goes, I bought a bike. I, you know, live right by the facility. I can ride everywhere I need. You know, and I know where he lives in Southside. I, I know exactly what building he lives in because I see him now um, a lot down there. Um, he. Uh, Got the bike stolen and everything, and then they says, and then they were like, "Isn't it cold up here?" What are you? He says, "You're coming from Southern California." He says, "You're riding a bike in Pittsburgh. It's cold. It's mountains. It's hilly. Southern California is flat. You know where you were at. You know and everything." And he says, "You rode a bike there." He says, "I ride my bike much in Southern California." He says, "Then how'd you get around campus? You didn't have a car." He goes, "Oh, all USC students get free Ubers." D. Smith's like, "Oh yeah, they do." <laughs> Not all students get free Ubers. Steve Smith. I promise you. I promise you that not all students get free Ubers. I'm like, oh man, the NCAA is gonna be looking. And 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 I think Steve. If all Pitt students got free Ubers, like nobody would drive for Uber, right? You know, and somebody's got to pay. I don't. I don't remember if it was Steve Smith or if it was uh, Michael Irvin on there said. um, so, oh yeah, and Reggie Bush didn't have a car either. Yeah, yeah and Reggie Bush didn't get any help over that goal line from Matt Leinart either. <laughs> Man. We'll have, to, we'll have to pull that video up. It's fucking hilarious. Like, first of all, like, that's cool that he's got a car. Like, I have a car. But he got his license. Yeah, I have so a license. He doesn't a own car. a car yet. He doesn't own a car yet. I don't so, appreciate these old NFL guys coming in and saying, like, it's so hard and, like, bad to ride a bike in Pittsburgh in the winter. You know what I, I know, mean? right? Like, do it, man. It's so you know, it, just, it's good exercise. Like, you can still keep your car to go places, but I hope he doesn't like so, get rid of the. So bike. what it was is is um, Villanueva taught him how to drive and taught yeah. him in his truck and everything. And well, that's good. Everything. And he, Villanueva I, learned how to drive in the army. I know. So <laughs> in a Hummer. That's um, a that's a good driving teacher. You, you know. So so uh, he got his license. Don't learn from Le'Veon Bell. He got his license. You know, it's don't official. go on. Don't do the McKnight Road like obstacle course with Le'Veon. That's... <laughs> and they showed him before the game getting out of a Range Rover, and they asked him after the game. He says about the case. Says yeah. He goes. Uh, I'm getting a test drive a Range Rover right now for a little bit. We're gonna see how that goes. So basically, Range Rover dealership in Pittsburgh says, "Hey Juju, drive this around until you get this many miles on it. Then bring it back, sign the dashboard, and then we'll uh, sell it up." Because that's how like who wouldn't want a Range Rover autographed by a Steeler? Yeah, right. Because, Any Steeler. Well, the Penguins I know the one year had to deal with Rorick Lexus, and mm-hmm. they all drove Lexuses, you know, for so long, and then they signed a dashboard, and Rorick's went ahead and sold them off. I mean, really? You know, yeah, man. I have a Rorick Lexus. No, I'm sorry, Rorick Yaris. You have a Rorick Yaris. <laughs> I like it. It's not autographed by anyone. All right, Matt. So uh, this week. Uh, no bye week, so we have 16 games to pick. You so this 16 is, chances to catch up to me. Then, I, yeah, there's a lot. So first game, we're this is Thanksgiving week, starting at noon on on Thanksgiving. Yeah, Thursday. so we have three games Thanksgiving Thursday. Of course, the Ask Lions. Ask if you can change the channel so you don't have to watch the dog show. 
<laughs> and check out the Lions game. Who are they playing this week? Uh, Vikings. Vikings, Lions. At I'm, Detroit. I'm going Vikings. Nah, man, Lions. You're riding that line? Always on Thanksgiving, especially. It's a big part of the holiday for me. I remember going back to, like, Barry Sanders' days. That was, like, Shit. the only time uh, I ever w- got to w- see them. Was that 95? Was the coin toss bullshit the with Phil Jerome Luckett, Bettis? Phil Luckett, the Jerome Bettis rule. Yeah, the Jerome You Bettis. know, when you watch football and they, they say, that, like, the referee, like, declares to the whole stadium, like, what the coin toss was before he throws it? That's yeah. That's because of the Jerome Bettis rule. Yep. Because they weren't on the same page. All right, so uh, the Chargers are going to Dallas. Yeah, that's a win for Dallas. What? Yeah, man, they got They're gonna get back. You know what? You're right. I was thinking the Rams. <laughs> There's two Los Angeles teams. You would not have made that mistake five years ago. I know you are correct. You'd be like, well, if it was St. Louis, I would pick St. Louis. But I think San Diego does not have the weapons. But no, man. Like, yeah, now they're both the one LA team for the other LA. Yeah, team. It, that's horrible. Yeah. Uh, Giants and the Skins in DC, man. Whew. The Giants just won uh, against... Who'd they beat last And the Redskins week? just choked. Who, who'd the Giants just beat last week? Um, Chiefs. What? Yeah. We both picked the Chiefs in that yeah. one, by the okay. way. So, um, that's not going to happen two weeks in a row. Um, the Skins are pissed because they just blew like a very winnable game against... Very winnable game. Against a Super Bowl contender. Apparently in the Saints, um, yeah, I, I take Washington to bounce back. As much as I want to go with Big Blue, I think not you're not that right. it matters. So, the Packers and the Steelers, 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 just mark it as Steelers. I'll, uh, I'll tell you right now, I will even pick them against New England. Wow, mark it! I'm down giving now. you that. Mark it down now. You could pick up a game on me that week <laughs> at the price I'm of your not, soul. I'm not going to go against the Steelers. That's like going to, you know, my heart says Steelers, but, if, you know, if you told me I had a $100 bill and I had to bet Steelers or Patriots, <laughs> win or lose, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> um, Bucks and Falcons in Atlanta. I'm going Falcons, man. How about that one? Who Same. Do you- same. I I got skin in that because I I have two Falcons on my fantasy team. So do I. Both of them are running backs. Uh, I got Freeman and Sanu. I got I got Freeman and Coleman. How about I was able to pick up Coleman off the waiver wire? Yeah. Like how's that happen in my league? Like how did nobody else have him? I don't know. Waiver guys are the best. Like I'm only I'm only like even respectable because I got Latavius Murray. Right. Yeah. Uh. Now, the best thing that could happen to this game is if the stadium imploded. Uh, Browns and Bungles in Cincy. Bungles. <laughs> I'm just marking you down for Bungles. Yeah. <laughs> I, I might secretly root for the Browns. I I might secretly root for the Browns, too. I love watching the Bengals lose. But also, I'm kind of rooting for an 0-16 Browns. Yeah. It would be the second team ever to get 0-16. I miss when I lived up high. Up in, like, the top of the hill in Dormont. And I got... I could get the uh, rabbit ear station from Youngstown. Oh, they played Browns games. There you go. And I would, I would show the Browns game in like high def when when the Steelers weren't on at like the one o'clock Sunday games. Nice. And people would be like, "Why would you watch a Browns game, dude?" I'm like, 
Because sometimes the Browns play a team that I hate more than the Browns, such as the Bengals, yeah. such as the Patriots. Yeah. You know, you want to come over? Um, I don't have that set up anymore. So we just saw these guys here this Thursday, and they're going to Indianapolis. Titans and the Colts. I think the Titans on that one. Yeah, same. Of the two teams that the Steelers just beat in the last two weeks, like the Titans looked better. How about the Bills? In spite of the score. How about the Bills and the Chiefs? Oh, man. Chiefs got three out of four losses in a row? Yeah, but or, the or Bills three. are the laughing stock, the laughing stock yeah. of football for their horrible quarterback management. Um, can Tyrod Taylor bounce back, or will Alex Smith also bounce back? Uh, I'm going Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Bills. What? we gotta we got to change things up. we got to... You know, have some competition. We can't pick every team the same. So, yeah. I am staking my reputation on the on, Buffalo On the Bills. Bills. What's that? Bill, Bills Army? Bills, Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia. Table smash. So, how about the Dolphins and the Patriots in New England? Yeah, Patriots. Yeah, that's a no-brainer. Panthers? Jets. In New York. Well, New Jersey. But. Yeah. 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 I like the Jets there. I'm taking the Panthers. Bears, Eagles. Oh, Philly. Unfortunately. Team of destiny. I really hope we get that PA Super Bowl. I, I it's too ah, early. To talk yeah, about it's it. too early to talk about well, it. We, but we were nice. really robbed of one like, in '04. Back, back in '04. Yeah. Fuck you, Patriots, and your Spygate. Man, my one of my one of my good friends in college was was rooting for the Eagles, and we were both just so salty that day. Seahawks, Niners. Um, in San Fran. Well, now it's. Santa Clara. Santa Clara. Which is like an hour from San Francisco. I know, right? It's a much bigger area. I mean, there's not really like a fair comparison in Pittsburgh, but it is kind of like if the Steelers played in Slippery Rock, you know? Or if the Steelers played in Washington County. Now, it doesn't take an hour to get to Cannonsburg, my friend. Even on a bad day. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if the Steelers were out there, that might be a different story. But on a normal day... Steeler, uh, so Seahawks. Yeah, Niners. Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks, man. Yeah, because the Niners it's a, are it's, horrible. It's about an hour for both teams <laughs> to commute. <laughs> one by plane, one by. I mean, bus. the Seahawks could fly into San Jose and be at the stadium like probably quicker. Than somebody yeah. leaving from like Market Street, San Francisco, and taking a car. So here's here's the uh, here's the game that I think is probably going to be the most interesting game uh, this week for. Two teams that are moderately good, and that's the Saints and the Rams. Mm, yeah, that is, that is a sneaky big matchup. I don't think you would have thought that before the season started. No, no. Um, I mean, they're moderately, you know, decent. I mean, I, 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 I like the Saints. I like the Saints too. <laughs> We're not having much differences this week. Well, I could pick the Bills. Oh, I know. It's on the margins, man. That's that's just like every NFL game. Uh, you make your money in the margins. Jags and cards. I'm going Jags. Same. 
Broncos Raiders AFC West matchup. Raiders need a bounce back severely, and when Cincinnati just dismantled the Broncos, they severely need a bounce back as well. First time Cincinnati's won in Denver since the seventies. Broncos going to a new quarterback this week, Paxton Lynch. Yeah, and they're playing in the black hole. I mean, come on, Raiders. It's got to be Raiders. Last game, Texans, Ravens. Texans. You know what? I'm going to branch out and say Ravens on this one. Drama. That's our NFL picks of the week, folks. Lock them in. Sign them up. Go place your bets. Talk to the guys at Sam's. <laughs> See them on Wednesday. <laughs> it's just a nice place. It's just a good place to watch the game. They're just really passionate about the random Browns game and the score margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got nothing to do with gambling. No, nothing to do with gambling. Just as long as the Browns don't... Don't, uh... Win by more than 10. They're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we don't pick spreads on this show. No, we don't. Uh, not at all. Not a gambling podcast. Uh, but if I were to gamble... I don't even know any of the spreads. I don't even look at the spreads. If I were to gamble, I'd bet random college games. Oh, dude. College is so much... College is hard, actually. College is hard. College, I don't gamble. College is hard to pick if you're betting on games. Um, all right, folks, I hope you enjoyed listening to us and, uh, eat a lot of turkey, eat a lot of turkeys, you know, enjoy your family, drink some wine, drink some brews. Uh, don't forget that after you're done dealing with your family, that there's a lot of your local neighborhood bars open up at Mm -hmm. like three Mm o'clock or four. Don't make the mistake of assuming that you can drink wild turkey just because it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) You can drink wild turkey. But you can't handle it, so just don't. I mean, like Tony Sinclair says, always in moderation. Yeah, all things in moderation, but like 100 proof is not, it's not moderation. I mean. Unless you've got like the stomach for it. I mean, yeah, drinking 101 all day is probably not a good idea. Having one or two at the end of the night after your family leaves, probably a good idea. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Once you're in for the night. Once you're in for the night, then break out the Make wild a sandwich. Turkey. You know, Make a turkey sandwich. Pour two, three fingers. Pour two, three fingers. Sit on the couch. Watch the end of the 830 game, uh, which is going to be the Giants and the Skins. You're lucky if you're home that early, if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> I said watch the end of the game. That's, that's what I'm saying, man. It's a, well, long, yeah, day. But, but, yeah, it's a long day you, for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't go home right away, though. You stop at the R bar on the way home. Probably a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're going to stop at the R-bar at midnight and be yeah. there until 2. You'll watch the end of the game at the R-bar. It's extended. It's extended family. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, which means that we I love this holiday. It's my favorite holiday. Thanksgiving's my favorite Everyone holiday, enjoy it. too. Um, you know, don't forget that if the football's boring, like, there's always, like, a few basketball games that they sneak in on some of the lesser channels, and then it's not too early to start watching college basketball. Never too early to start watching college basketball. The NBA is not... Meh. They don't really go for the Thanksgiving market anyway. No, they're the Christmas. That's a Christmas. Yeah, they're game. the Christmas Day market. Basketball's a Christmas game. You knew that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Have a good week. Uh, root for your favorite team. Remember, always keep it black and gold. Let's go.
Hey, Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.